0: Here we are, episode 60, Malon Marlin's podcast. I got a special guest today, Coach Sip Garza from the Lexington Legends. Happy to be here. Coach, good to have you. Uh, Winker couldn't make it. He he sends his uh, regards. Would have loved to talk to you. We both played baseball in college, uh, and so we have some of the similar experiences. Actually, he was at Florida State when I was at Maryland back when Maryland was in the ACC, so pretty cool.
1: So Definitely. It's awesome.
0: We're going to get into some baseball, what you're doing independently-wise, but let's talk a little bit about the game. Uh, man, the bats got cold. Tough, tough loss. Especially against Weaver, who we were able to beat up the last time we played him. Yep. And, uh, and you know, I called it on the game yesterday. I said it's either going to be a pen night or Jordan Holloway is going to get the start. That was his first uh, debut as a starting pitcher. Correct. Struggled a little bit to Did. find the spots. Yeah, I mean, and
1: especially, you know, if you get down early you know the yeah, marlins yeah. they're not a big hitting team right right so you can't get down by five early and expect to come kind back and of, kind of right. swing it out through it's right, right. going to be a tough
0: the games that we won in the in most recently we've gotten ahead right away exactly and yeah. that was last night wasn't but we were resting Duvall, resting rojas yeah
1: it's baseball it's yeah, 162 games for a reason yeah yeah exactly
0: <laughs> that's right that's right so let, let's talk about what you're doing your journey to where you got where you are now, but little little bit about your history about being in Miami and all
1: that stuff. Definitely, uh, it's it's a little bit of a long story, a long journey. We got but, plenty of time. I, I'll try to I'll try to top it up a little bit. But I I was born and raised here in, in Homestead, really, but South Florida, Miami area. Right. Uh went to school a couple of different high schools: Palmer, Trinity, and then graduated from South Dade down at Homestead. All right. So uh, been obviously played baseball since I was two years old. So just the love of the game has is, is always been there, you know, right. right and on. always had goals and dreams and aspirations of trying to play at the highest level. I think for a lot of kids growing up, you know, you have that dream, that vision. You want to try to make it and and just push yourself as far as you can. So after high school, you know, I was dedicated to try to make it to college and, and I was able to go to college and play college baseball, you know, had some good success and a lot of experience there and then wanted to continue to push my ranks and, and the professional baseball as well uh, unfortunately i had a little bit of injuries that kind of limited me to how far i wanted to get but it also opened up opportunities for me to get into coaching at an early age right. and it started off as more of a player coach role and then when i was uh 27 i just full-fledged just said i'm just going to be a coach now and right. right on as difficult as that was uh, it was a great transition for me and it kept me around the game and, and now i've been coaching for five years
0: so that's there are two things that you brought up injuries and then coaching you're one of the most things that you're most known for is that injury where you had to get airlifted off the field correct but then you made a comeback after that I did Yeah. talk about that for a second and then want (laughs) to ask you about some of your mentors that were coaches that kind of gave you that 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 fire in your belly to coach young guys for sure you know to love the game and, and fundamentals on point and things like that
1: 100% no so Uh, I did go through a pretty it's what's called the traumatic brain injury that I suffered when I was uh, pitching in a game in high school. And uh, I was unfortunately struck in the side of the head, Uh, you know, not not on purpose, of course, but uh, it was it was a pretty serious injury and I had to get airlifted to the hospital. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the recovery process was pretty extensive. And it took me a while to kind of get back. In fact, the the doctors I remember initially told me, and I was 16 when this happened, and they told me, hey, you're not gonna be able to play any more contact sports for the rest of your life because the brain injury was serious at that Mm -hmm. time. And I played football, basketball and baseball. So, I mean, man, right there, I was I was I was down to just only baseball left, really. And they told me even with baseball, it was going to take a while to get back to it, that I had to sit out at least a year and then come back with protective headgear. And it was it was very, very, like I said, tough time to just try to get through and just be a normal kid who just wanted to have fun and play baseball and hang out with his friends, you know. So it was a tough process. But like you said, I had a lot of great people in my Corner. My, right, right. My family, first and foremost, they always supported me, helped me out through all those difficult times. And I had great coaches, like you mentioned. Right, right. Not just uh my personal coaches, but even trainers. Uh, I had uh, one of the gentlemen I work with is a man named Gilbert Gonzalez, who has been around in South Miami for a long time. He does a lot of mental training. That was his specific thing. So not the physical lifting heavy weights, but just of how to be a mental, tough, strong person, perseverance. And I learned a lot of great lessons through that. And that helped me out through a lot of those tough times. Right,
0: right. So back in the day when I was playing and and Winker and and guys like us, you never hear anybody talking about meditation or mental toughness. You yeah. know, you just go back out, go out there and play the that game and as hard as you can. Correct. But now, <clears throat> excuse me, now it's changed where there's a whole thing about there's a mental game. There's a mental side to the game. Yep. There's a physical side of the game. And for some guys, there's almost a spiritual side to the game. 100%. And, and those are the guys that are have elevated their game to the next level.
1: And we know, especially like how mentally draining baseball can be. For right, those, right. When you're really in it and you're really thinking it could drain you. Yeah, so yeah. To have that you know, ability to kind of get back to a good balance point and always be ready to go is important.
0: Yeah, especially if when you're at the pro level because you're looking at, hey, this next batter that's coming up, what are his tendencies? Yeah. Where am I if I'm playing in the outfield, where where am I thinking about Some, where I'm gonna go? Sometimes you're thinking
1: two innings ahead. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and first step, where's my first step gonna be? And that kind of stuff. And now obviously the coaches help with switches and things like that. Sometimes those are wrong. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta play your own instinct. Yeah, so you gotta always be you know, and, and then just react to the ball as fast as you can. But you, there's a lot of things going through a guy's mind. Hey, especially if you just struck out the inning before, well, yeah. you know, with bases loaded or yeah. some, something like that, when we needed and le- left be, guys yeah. on base and things like yeah. that. Short-term memory. You got it. Yeah. You just got to the next K the next pitch, the next yep. play, yep. you know, and then think about where you can make an impact. So talk about some of the coaches that you had growing up. And then later on that were mentors that helped you really f- find your love for the game. Yep. And then the philosophy about how you teach baseball.
1: Well, I think the, the first coach that I, that I had, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of guys grew up is the father really, right, you know, sure. so, so growing up around my dad would, always train us and take us to the field and, you know, hit ground balls to us and throw batting practice and stuff. So a lot of the love that I got in the game was just around my dad and my brothers, you know, it was Mm -hmm. us always competing and competitive with ourselves and pushing each other, you know, to want to be better. And that was a lot of my first experience of really gaining the love for the the game is through my father. And of course, a lot of other good young coaches in, in Little League and stuff like that. And then once I got to high school, I got a few more really good coaches that were able to teach me the importance of, you know, how to be a good person and why that matters, you know, because really. And and at that age, everybody wants to be the best. Right. And so, of course, you do. But how important it is to be a good person while you're trying to achieve that greatness is so important. And I was able to have a good a few good coaches that remind me of that, of, hey, make sure as you continue your career, you know, you you always treat people well and be a good person as you go out there. And that helped me out. you know for sure
0: the guys that have integrity and that are excellent athletes are always the guys that make the biggest
1: impact i think it opened up doors for me to get into my coaching career to be honest because had i been different as a player i probably wouldn't have been offered this opportunity to get into coaching and that wouldn't have been the same case and then when i got into college i had a lot of good college coaches as well college was different because it was more the tough nose hey Turn you into a man, type, you know. Right, right. High school, I got a little bit more love and like appreciation of the game, and you know the camaraderie of your high school teammates. I mean, that's always, right. That's always fun, you know.
0: Right, but once you get to the uh, collegiate level, you're really only there to make it to the next to the show.
1: And it, it becomes evident really quick that right. this is it. We're here to put our work in, do your job, and, and right. keep. Moving.
0: This is a business, and we're yeah. The fun can happen happen later.
1: It's still fun. The entire journey is so much fun. But you really start to like, hey, you know what? If this is what I want to do, it's time to be focused.
0: All right. So now you're uh, coaching at Lexington for the Legends. Used to be Double A affiliate of the Royals. Yep. Now they're independent. Independently. Talk about how that all worked out. And then what is the journey for some young guy? Through the independent leagues to make it to the majors.
1: Yeah. So so Lexington, uh, this is going to be their first year in the Atlantic League. The Atlantic League's been around and, and they've really one of the, I would say the highest level independent ball league. You know, everybody's very, you know, familiar with the major league system and how the minor league system runs in that triple A, double A, single A, and of course the big leagues. But there's an entire another system which a lot of people are not familiar with which is the independent ball system right and there's many independent ball leagues so it's kind of hard to always keep up with them but there's been a few that have really been you know the solid strong ones that everybody's very familiar with the atlantic league is probably the top tier league out of all the independent ball leagues and initially i was coaching on a lower level league but this is my first year with them the reason that they got into the atlantic league is because major League Baseball just consolidated a bunch of single A teams and double A teams from their systems down. And basically they said, hey, uh, good luck and hope you can find a new home. And and uh, they jumped into different leagues. The American Association is another league that a few mm-hmm. teams jumped into. And obviously the Frontier League and the Atlantic League, which is where uh, Lexington ended up at. So what are some of the other teams in that league that people would, might know? Well, the one of the most popular teams is the Long Island Ducks. Right. They've had a lot of uh, ex big leaguers, who played with the Yankees or the Mets that want to stay local. And, you know, they, so they, keep playing they go ball? there. Yeah. In fact, in fact, I remember the beginning of the season, they were rumored that they were going to try to sign Yoenis Cespedes. Oh, wow. Which is funny because now he's out of, you know, baseball. But at the same time, it just shows you the type of caliber. Maybe player Albert
0: Pujols can go. You that.
1: never know. I mean, yeah, guys at the end of their careers, they show up, you know, they still have love for the game. And if you have love for the game, I mean, you know.
0: Right, you right. And one of effort. the things you were sh- showing me before the show was – you guys signed what seven former MLB guys? We have are yeah, playing for the legends this for the season. legends.
1: Our, our roster this year is looking really loaded. Yeah, we're really excited for that because uh, a lot of great experience, you know, and obviously right. experience uh, comes so much, you know, good skill with it but obviously you know at the same time you got to produce on the field right so, but those
0: guys become mentors to these young 19 20 year olds 100% you know yep. and give them the give them the the knowledge that nobody else can give them correct by not being not traveling through that from single to double to triple yeah to, because
1: you know a lot of guys you know for when they're younger especially if this if it's their first few years they're still trying to figure out you know at the same time they're growing into their own you know men in in early adulthood you know 21 25 year old they're still figuring their own selves out Right. So, to figure out their own career at the same time is very difficult. But having a guy who's been around a little bit, good experience, played at a higher level, he can definitely give some good advice to those younger guys.
0: So, what's your, as a coach, what's your relationship with your players? Are you like the big brother? Are you like the stern father? Are yeah. you like the. The tough guy that they go, oh, this guy's going to kill us in drills or whatever. (laughs) What what type of uh, coaching philosophy or what relationships do you have with your guys?
1: Well, you know, um, that's one of the things that I really try to pride myself on. You know, uh, being a young coach, I think one of the things when I first got into coaching, I thought about all the coaches I ever had from – all the way when I was young till, you know, in college and pro. And I thought, you know, what was the best things that I loved that those coaches showed me? And what did I really enjoy that when they, you know, would talk to me or whatever, and what did I hate? What did I not like? What really bothered me? I took all those things and I said, all right, I'm going to do those things that I knew were successful for me that I really liked. And the things that I didn't, I'm not going to push on guys. And I think the most important thing also is to just be real, you know, players don't like it when you, when you're not real with them, when you're not up front, when you try to right. BS them, no one really likes that. So even if you don't know the answer, just to be honest with the player and say, Hey, look, man, I'm not really sure exactly what you're doing right now, but we got to figure it out. I'm going to try to help you mm-hmm. guys appreciate that. And they see, you know what, he's coming from a real place, a real point of view, and he's really trying to help my career out. And they I appreciate that.
0: Right, right. So, with the legends, what's your coach, coaching role specifically?
1: So, right now, I'm one of the assistant coaches. So, I guess I kind of get to be that bigger brother role a little bit, you know, and kind of kind of the buffer between the the bosses. Exactly. The which sometimes is good and yeah, other yeah. times you got to deliver the bad news so sometimes you're the <laughs> right, bad right, guy right, you know you, right, right you do get a little bit of both sides of it which right. is okay and, and i've been around you know at least long enough now to to not be afraid to have to deliver some bad news. right right
0: but i'm sure those guys in the long run will appreciate the honesty because either they're going to change what they're doing and get better yep. or maybe they got to find something else to do 100 you know no, what i'm de-
1: saying they definitely do
0: right so what what are your aspirations i know this is not the end of the road yeah for sip garza <laughs> where 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 do you see that let's let's just take a walk five years from now, where do you think Coach Garza, what what's he going to be doing then?
1: Well, you know, my goal is to, you know, just try to continue to coach and impact as many players as possible. You know, I never, my, as a kid, like we were talking, my goal wasn't to become a coach. My goal is to play in the big leagues and, and right. to be the, you know, the best player that I could be. Uh, now I'm very much open and excited for this role because I realize the impact that I can have with players and the help that I can have with them. And that has kind of fueled me into a new goal of saying, well, let me see how far I can push this. You know, this is a really amazing opportunity that I never thought I was going to have. And now, you know, I just, I don't know where to say I'll be in five years, but I really hope that I'm still pushing it. But it's definitely going to be somewhere with baseball. Yeah, I don't see it stopping, no. Right,
0: right on. So we were talking earlier about the journey a kid goes making it either getting drafted in high school or going to play college ball and getting drafted uh, to make it and how difficult that is. Tough. Um, Walk somebody, you know, there's a lot of people that don't understand how tough that is. Living, you're riding down the road on these rickety old buses. Yeah. Might not even make it to the next town. I'm telling you. Staying in these rat infested motels. Sharing with with players. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The big old big boy that's snoring all night long. (laughs) Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be
1: your your roommate. That's your, yeah, that's yeah, your yeah. new
0: roommate. Yep. But then, you, the guys that are doing it and make it, you just have to know the passion that they have for that game. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, hundred percent. No, I really believe that it comes from like we just described. You got to have the passion to put up with with all of those tough parts of the game that you just kind of have to go through you know the long bus rides you're not making a lot of money everyone I think uh, nothing
0: Hardly
1: <laughs> <anyone>. <laughs> everyone that kind of sees the guys on TV and they do make a lot of money so everyone just goes wow well if you are in the league then congrats you yeah, made it
0: Fernando tatis
1: yeah exactly <laughs> 300 million you know but in reality uh that's not the case a lot of these guys are making you know way less, way, way less, $500 a month, you know, type, right, deal, right. Which is crazy to think about now, obviously they're, they have support from the team, you know, as far yeah, as they're paying for their hotel rooms like and yeah. food and stuff, but like nonetheless, you know, it's a very, abnormal situation, lifestyle that you have to be able to adapt to. And, and really the guys who have the most success, you know, they don't put so much pressure on those little things. I think that the guys who I see do really well, they embrace and enjoy those tough parts. You know, they're not really complaining about the bus rides or about the food or whatever. They're right, just right. kind of accepting and, and kind of going with it. And,
0: yeah. Enjoying the ride. <laughs> exactly. Enjoying the ride. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about for, I mean, a minute about, the way that you learned baseball Uh and then the way it's taught today is totally Uh different yeah so i mean i can't even imagine like the stuff that we did is they wouldn't you know they they get arrested for some of the stuff they they did when i was a young guy
1: it's it's crazy how much the base the game of baseball has changed in, in just a short period of time you know i'm not old i'm 31 but In my short lifespan, I've seen the game change. You know, when I was a kid growing up, it was a lot of, you know, you're trying to hit the ball hard up the middle. And Mm -hmm. that was it. We're going, you know, a line drive up the middle, hit a, you know, put good wood on it, you know, and stealing bases, playing small ball, trying to bunt, you know, using all of the tools of the game to try to win. And, and I loved how many facets you could use, you know, the hit and runs, the steals and, you know, the situations, the matches, whatever, everything, you know, you could exploit so many strategies. And I love that part. Right. Today, the game is still there. That part still exists, but it's a lot smaller as to the terms of in which they play that. Now it's the home run. It's the long ball. We're looking to try to strike right. guys out and hit the ball far
0: but there's still guys that play that moneyball philosophy like the A's there and the Rays and it's cool to and see them do it to a great right extent. now
1: right now the Marlins are in it with Jeter and and they're really doing good with it so it is cool to see that and it's funny um I heard a great speaker one day say, uh, you know, there's multiple ways to get to the sum of 10. So there's no one right answer. Yeah. Yeah. 10 and zero is 10, but five and five is also 10. Right. Right. So same goes for building up a, a winning franchise. You know, there's, there's one great way to do it. Sure. But there's also other great ways to do it.
0: Well, they're playing teams that spend a ton of money. that don't
1: get, the Yankees don't always win. The quality
0: of wins. Exactly.
1: You know exactly. what I'm saying? So money spent really doesn't equate everything. So there's a lot of, you know, Uh, that's why the scouting goes into it. And they look for guys who, you know, are the diamonds in the rough, the guys who aren't the big guys, but they know they can get the job done.
0: And maybe even some guys from the independent league.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right on. Yeah.
0: So I've never been to that ballpark in Lexington, but now we're kind of like post COVID. What is that experience going to be like at that ballpark for fans that are coming out to see the local guys play?
1: Oh, it's going to be great this year. I'm really super excited about that because, you know, last year, obviously COVID just, just, Completely changed everybody's plans, and and no one right. was prepared for it, or and and a lot of people weren't able to get any th- work done at all. Which, missing a complete season, players, that's just so detrimental to their development, you know. But as an organization, you want to try to get everything kind of back to normal. Kentucky, every, every state has different laws, obviously Florida, Kentucky, you know, everyone's different, but luckily they were a little open last year. So we had some mm-hmm. fans in the stands last year and that was kind of made baseball seem a little normal this year. They're going to have, uh, I believe full capacity, which is pretty That's awesome, which is pretty great because again, I think a lot of people, especially, you know, summer baseball coming up they kind of just want to get a little outside. bit outside yeah get a little bit of normalcy back plus the cool part of, i always loved about minor league games
0: is they had the best promotions oh like yeah the coolest hot games, dog and beer yeah, promotions yeah, yeah. and all the stuff they give away and dollar
1: dogs or yeah, all yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah no.
0: and i know i know the thing that they had on on the website for the legends is you got a t-shirt you got an opening day ticket yep. there's all kinds of cool no, they're selling
1: a cool opening day uh package box yeah with some cool merchandise and,
0: and it's all about the stash
1: over there for that's the, the, the big legends. thing the yeah thing. yeah the other had a have it has the, the the actual guy with the stash on.
0: right on so you got do you have any players that you want to uh give a shout out to that you think are going to do some breakout stuff this season for the legends
1: yeah I'm honestly uh well it's funny i think uh, i i think we are really going to surprise some guys one of the guys i don't i can't even say it yet because we just signed him but he's a local shortstop from miami
0: all oh, right on. and
1: uh and i really think uh, my hope is that, that he's going to be one of our uh not, not sleepers, because he's going to be well-known, but he'll surprise some guys and hopefully get back to the league.
0: Right on. He's yeah. probably going to gravitate to you because there's not a whole lot of Cuban food in Lexington. No, nah, we're going to have to find a good spot, food. right? Yeah, we'll what, or one of you guys is going to have to cook. And that, that's we'll it. figure it out together. Figure it out. Yeah. So Coach are really good to have you. Let's. Uh, tonight we got a 940 game against the Diamondbacks again. Pablo yeah. Lopez going against Madison Bumgarner. Trevor Rogers beat him last time.
1: Pablo had a good outing the last time he uh, pitched. I was actually at that game last All week. All right, at on Marlins Stadium, when Bum Gardner, uh threw and Pablo beat him. Yeah, so yeah, that was a good one. Very cool. Yeah. So looking game. forward.
0: yeah, we got to get a win. The bats got to heat up. That's m- that's the most important thing. I think Tonight, I think we're going to have probably Dickerson, Duvall, uh, everybody, and back. Rojas back. Yeah. Uh, Jazz Chisholm and and uh, Alfaro already Hopefully. reported for rehab Hopefully assignment. Hopefully, like a healthy soon. by next yeah. week, they'll be back with the team. Uh, maybe meeting us back back uh, back home and get this thing started again. Okay, yeah. well, long it's, it's,
1: season, so all you got to do is yeah, 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 but
0: it's tough when you lose key guys like those 100%. are super Starling Marte Alfaro, although he's been up and down, he's still a cornerstone of that Huge. team. No, no, and then Jazz, who has been the electricity that's lit, lit the whole higher. team lit from the beginning, yeah. from day one. Yeah, so yeah, I love that kid and
1: I want to see him be successful, so Just do keep I. him injury free the rest of the season. It's tough, it's tough, but you know what? I got I got great hope for the Marlins. I, yeah. think, I think they're on the right path,
0: absolutely. So, here's something that we're gonna do, uh, right now is commit to doing this like once once baseball season starts every couple of weeks i'll get you to zoom in from oh, lexington yeah. or wherever you are on the road and we'll talk about what are the legends doing Keep some updates yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. For and sure. and i'll tell you how hot as hell it is in miami <laughs> yeah and we'll have awesome. some laughs and talk some baseball Can't sound wait. good
1: appreciate it all thanks right. for having me
0: on there coach sip garza i really appreciate you coming all right let's flip the end tonight boys go fish thanks we're out